Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today, I am so grateful. I have Jay Carter here, and she is from the Homeschool Your Kids organization. And Jay, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your organization? Of course. I'm Jay, and I am the founder and developer of the Homeschool Your Kids organization and podcast. I am a former public school teacher. I was in public education for 14 plus years. And that, you know, gave me a, a nice eyesight of all the things that could be changed. We're not even going to say are wrong. Look at you. So could be changed to help the individual child be more successful in their life um, overall, not just during those first 18 years or 12, 13, however long, you know, you're in public school. But yeah, so overall in creating life learners, I feel like should be a, a good focus. And so when the shutdown happened, I was given some time to really think about some things because before I had children, I would tell anyone um, just off GP that I was going to homeschool my kids. Like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to homeschool my kids. Yeah. But when I had kids I was teaching and so I was like oh yeah no I'll just send them and I'll you know teach other people kids like forget about mine so (laughs) the shutdown gave me time to sit with all of that and really say okay well what are you supposed to be doing and so boom I was like okay well I'm gonna respectfully resign this year and and step out and really bet on me and my family and that is what we did. And so I created the homeschool app before the organization because I, like, I was having so much fun homeschooling my kids. I was like, yo, everybody needs to do this. Like, uh, but I know, you know, assistance is needed. Like tools are needed. Methods are needed. All that good stuff. All these resources and things because it's not something you have to do by yourself. So it's like, well, let me, you know, create something to help people say, to see that, you know, this is something I can do. And what what other way would be better than to create something that is very improper by saying homeschool your kids? Because <laughs> that's how informal this whole thing is. Like it could be as formal or informal as you would like it to be. Just make sure you homeschooling your kids. So that is a little just about me and my journey. <laughs> that That is awesome. How old are your kids? Seven and ten. I have one that just entered double digits. It's like, oh my gosh. Like she literally just turned 10 like two weeks ago and she's already talking about someone when she turned 13. It's like, oh, you just got here. Like, let's stay here for a little bit, okay? (laughs) But seven and ten. I have seven and ten year old girls. Little ladies, I call them. Oh, that's so fun. That is a really fun age to homeschool. I I love that. And I love that you're taking your experience in the education system and just 
helping telling people I mean, that you don't need any of that <laughs> like <believe laughs> yes. any, any of that for your child to be successful like believe yeah. there's no books to read there's no anything like no no formal education that needs to be done in order for you to say hey you know what I'm gonna lead my child's educational journey I'm gonna be in charge of these I'm gonna make these choices you don't need any kind of formal education for that no Please know yeah. that you, you don't. I live in California and there's homeschool charter schools. It's a very good way for especially new homeschoolers to get into homeschooling because they do offer some, you know, some funding to pay for things. And they have all of these teachers that are overseeing your education. But I did eventually get my teaching credential but it was like after 15 years of homeschooling already. And uh, I got it specifically so I could work for, for this charter school. I had had all of the these years of experience. I had also taught at a um, community college and a university that had that teaching experience. So I would could see the differences and I would see all of these teachers that these charter schools were hiring that were coming straight from the classroom. And they were still trying to do public school by making these families public school at home. And mm -hmm. they didn't, they didn't recognize like you obviously have the freedom that homeschooling really gives you. I mean, my teaching credential, it was going through all of that. It was just a box for me to tick off and so that I could do my dream job or what I thought was my dream job. Now I'm doing my dream job after I left that, but <laughs> I was being taught like classroom management and, you know, all of these things I really didn't need to know to do what I wanted to do, but I just, I needed that little piece of paper to get the job. So regular moms, they have more than enough knowledge because they know their kids, Yeah, they know their kids. Yeah. Indeed. And, you know, something for people to think about, which I think is just, you know, irony at its finest, is think about the school system that you went through that apparently inadequately made you feel <laughs> confident in being in charge of your child's education. That's the same education system you're about to send your child through. That same one that has left you feeling like, oh, I could never teach my children. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why not? What happened? Like, you know, what happened during that time that you spent in those 13 years of public school? What what didn't you you grasp for you not to be able to teach your own kids? And it's yeah. something you've been doing. Oh, we're really programmed to really believe that, oh, at a certain point, we got to send our children to this this building for them to be the most successful person that they can be. But then you look at, you know, all the people around you, you're like, yo, all these people went to that building. And I don't know if success is like where they're at right now, like even in their <laughs> terms, like is 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 this what they're experiencing? So I just think it's, you know, something that people really have to sit with and understand like, yo, I could definitely bet on myself because something I share, I taught 12th grade English. And when students reached me at 17, 18 years old, Majority of them were nowhere near high school level in regards of anything, reading, writing, comprehension, anything. I had students reading or writing on third grade levels, um, second grade levels, being nice for some of them. But 
Yeah, no. Children, people, people in general deserve an individualized plan for their their level of success because everyone's level or definition of success differs anyways. That's the matter. That's a very subjective term, success. It looks different for everyone. And so when we're able to just be us and be pushed into our passions, be pushed into what, you know, gives us joy, what makes us smile, I there's no limits to anything, yeah. to anything. And the possibilities are really endless. We just step out of like societal standards of, oh, you know what? This is what normal is. This is what this is. This is what you should be doing. And like, you know, well, that doesn't really work for me. So we're going to do our own thing. And that's what I do. I definitely do my own thing in all regards. And I want people to feel like it's okay, like to do their own thing. Long as you're smiling and you're not disturbing anyone else doing their own thing. Let it, let people be. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I totally agree. I know when I was working for the school, there was such a hard push for all kids to go to into the state's university system. Mm. It really upset me, to be honest. And I fought back against that because there's so many kids that because they are being put in these classes that are just you know, directing them straight to the university, these kids aren't going to the university. So instead of allowing our kids to really share the genius that they have, we are trying to force them into a path that, you know, making them believe they have to go on that path, which could be a waste of time for some kids. I mean, there's so many kids that, you know, well, much happier if they could go to a trade school. And today, those trade school kids, I mean, I have a friend whose kid went to diesel mechanic trade school. Okay. He is making so much more than my kids who went straight <laughs> to a four-year college. Yeah. I mean, I'm oh, like, I can imagine. Yeah. And and there's not as many people because of that, you know, them being railroaded into one path. There's not as many people in the trades. And so they can demand whatever price they want. You want to know why your home costs so much and why you can't afford to get, you know, I know I, I think about that. Why, why it's so expensive to do this is because they can charge whatever they want because of the law of supply and demand. And there's not enough supply for the demand. Indeed. So, yeah. yeah, no, you definitely, that's why I love your name so much. The realizing genius, like, cause I feel like we're all like born as geniuses that we are meant in our birthright. And then it's just slowly drained out of you. <laughs> Like, no, how dare you think different? No, you're supposed to be doing this right now at this time, at learning about this subject, being interested in this, as opposed to really like highlighting like, yo, you're so phenomenal, like doing, doing that. Like, that is so awesome. Have you ever thought about doing this or presenting kids with a problem and listening to their solution for it and respecting their solution for it? Like, I just—I don't feel like we give little people enough credit, like for uh-huh. the genius that they are. They really are. So I don't like to hear people, you know, put them in a child's place or tell them that they're not living in the real world or things like that. You know, just demean them into not being the whole human that they already were born as. Yeah. So 
like really into them. But that's why I love your name, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for my name too. <laughs> um, one of the reasons why people are constantly saying you need to send your kid to school is the whole socialization thing. Mm-hmm. When somebody comes to you with that question, what do you tell them? First of all, <laughs> I don't want my kids socializing with everybody. <laughs> you can send this though. Like I. You know what makes me cringe? It worries me, even though my children, just knowing that there is children as young as seven or eight years old in a classroom with other seven or eight year olds with cell phones and showing each other the cool things they found on the internet that day. And then me getting my child home from after seven hours of show and tell. Then I get them home and them summarizing the day that they had with, oh, it was fun. Oh, it was cool. Oh, oh, it was all right. And me not knowing any of that stuff that they have been taking in all day. Like that just. Yeah, because you've been in that classroom, you know. That is what I'm saying. I, I have seen it. I tell people and I don't know, like, you know, if this is PG-13 episode or not, but Understand that I learned the most about drugs that I could ever learn from any documentary or anything from my 10th grade students, okay? Those 10th graders knew more about, like, I didn't know anything about some of the things they were telling me. And they're not talking from watching a documentary. They're talking from experience. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, Socializing is what it is. Um, I don't want my children to fit in. I I don't make them act like anything that I feel like they're supposed to act like they embarrass me a lot but that's all my issues that I need to you know work out but they're free like they're so so free and they talk to everybody not just (laughs) not just kids their age but they see everyone as a potential friend it's so funny hearing uh, my 10 year old it's like yeah you know I made some friends and she's talking about adults like people in their 30s and 40s and she's like yeah you know my friends so and so and so but okay yes but they talk to everyone we go everywhere you know we do a lot of traveling like socializing is not a thing unless you make it a thing I really feel like you know your kid is probably going to be as social as you are so if you're not a person that likes to be out and about or talking and, and smiling and all that good stuff to people that you don't know then your kid's probably going to follow that too but I will tell you, when I was, my daughter, my oldest, my 10-year-old was like three, probably like three or four. And this was because my mom made such a big deal about it. And it was like, tell her, like, why do you let her talk to everybody? Why do you let her talk to strangers? And I'm telling so, okay, one day I'm like telling her, well, maybe you shouldn't talk to strangers. <laughs> no, just trying to throw it out there. It's just like, but you talk to strangers like oh that's a good point okay all right never mind pretend like I didn't even say that but it was just me trying to appease like my mom was so worried like oh why is she just talking to everyone and I'm just like well I talk I do talk to everybody and they watch me talk to everybody I do it could be as simple as hello like we need to socialize outside of a building I guess like I don't think that that should be the cause of how your child become social I don't know but I get the I 
get what people are saying. Not really, only because I've been there. <laughs> like, and I'm telling you, like, that's not where you want to send your child for socialization. It's just not. Like, I'm telling you, they, hey, <laughs> your child come back home a kingpin. I'm just, I don't know. Like, it's the possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's like they don't. They're not really thinking about okay, the socialization that they are getting. It's funny. Most people. I mean, we're talking even parents with like little babies who are thinking about homeschooling. One of the first things they say to me is like, "What about the prom?" And I'm like, "Well, first oh, of all, you have a ways to get there." But like, right? You know, <laughs> and yeah. you all, there's homeschool groups that that do those. They have homeschool proms. They have all that. And that's the thing too. Like I even told my my ten year old, like, if you want a prom, girl, we can make you a prom. Like I hope for theirs. I surely will. I have no yeah. problem doing that. But to say that you have to go into an institution to be able to enjoy those type of things is is wild. Yeah, no. And I really feel Heidi that it's because. When you Google homeschool or cons homeschool, that's the first thing that pops up. So I really feel like these are just Google people. Like, like, oh, well, no, this is something I should be concerned about. Like everyone that said, Google especially, said that socialization is the issue with homeschool. And every homeschool parent you talk to, especially ones that, how do you know? Like they will laugh at you because these kids are beyond social, beyond social. And they're so creative, so imaginative, so limitless. And I don't want that to be stunted just because I think I, they need to go into the classroom to talk to other kids or people. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. But yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Not yeah, really. no. I've been part of a homeschool community where we offer classes and things like that almost, well, pretty much from the time I started homeschooling over 22 years ago. One of the things I love about it is uh, that the kids, the little kids are talking to the big kids and, you know, all of the kids are talking to the adults. My mom has been part of the community that we've been with for, you know, over 20 years. And, and she has, you know, like her best friends. I mean, there's like this one girl that's been part of our community since she was little. And, you know, she thinks of my mom as her best friend during the summer she, you know, when she was younger during the summer, she would call her up, you know, like at least once a week and FaceTime with her and just chat with her, you know, for sometimes for like an hour. I just love because, it. Yeah. She just likes talking to her. And, and my mom loves American girl dolls. And so, you know, and she was into that. And so they would just chat about dolls and, yeah. you know, and it's, the socialization in the schools, it's just all with one age. Yeah. And it's, it's not true life. And so I know my kids have always been able to talk to, you know, that little kid or that grandparent. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's a much more effective and, yeah. you know, better way of, of socializing. You're able to communicate your ideas to whatever audience you have and meet meet them at their level and having ability it's something that you can take for your entire life yes and think about like how homeschool kids are taught to like advocate for themselves in general 
whereas traditional school kids are taught that you you got an adult in front of you. That's who you need to be listening to. So no questions really asked, like because you got to raise your hand, and ask a question anyways, and hope that she calling you or he calling you. But it's no advocacy really for yourself. It's like, oh, I hope I remember this long enough to make it home with it and tell my mom that somebody, you know, this was said to me or this was done to me or this. Whereas you talk to homeschool kids, oh, they're telling you their opinions, their thoughts, their feelings, what they feel needs to be changed with this, what they feel like needs to be changed. And they're not afraid to express it to anyone ageless. Like, it's not a, hey, no, this is how I feel. Are <laughs> you going to validate this or not? Because this is what I'm feeling right now. And my mom allows or my dad allows me to express this in this manner. And it doesn't matter that you're an adult. Like, I'm going to tell you that I don't like how you're making me feel. And that's a big thing, I feel, um, that is not um, a benefit of being in a traditional school setting. Because it is always a adult or um, authoritative position that teachers, principals, administrators, they have. Um, in regards to how kids see adults, then it goes and trickles on to, oh, now you got a boss that is demeaning or whatever, but hey, he's the boss, so let me just keep quiet and do what I'm supposed to do because I haven't been taught to advocate for myself. It's not something that was focused on. So Yeah, yeah, I know they're taught what to think and when to think and not how to think. How to think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I used to like that was a big thing for me uh, when teaching 10th grade English my students like because they, they're really big on um, you showing you know the student an example like oh yes like that has to be a part of your, your lesson you have to show them after you tell them but I stopped showing them because they literally would take the words that I would share or put on the board and they'd just go and change a couple words and then it's theirs. Like, no, come on now. Y'all are way brighter than that. Like, please tap into yourself. And I just saw from the time, like I told you, I was in public education for 14 years. And I always talk about the students that I had when I first started because I started subbing first. And so I was all over the school building from in-school suspension to cafeteria worker to office worker. Like I've literally worked in besides the principal because they don't have days off. But I literally worked in like all the positions. The kids back then, 10 plus years ago, way more confident, way more outgoing, way more voiceful, way more everything. These kids now, I stopped teaching in 2021. Those kids, so self-conscious, so like meek, so like worried about everything outside of themselves, did not have opinions. Majority of them just went with the majority. It's like, I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be picked on. I don't want to be bullied. So I'm going to just say whatever everybody else is saying. Or I'm going to tell you, I don't know. Like that was a you know, big thing. Oh, I don't, I don't know. And just live in that I don't know area if you don't have people. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just, it's, these kids are different. These kids, yeah. and they're changing every day. Like just as quickly as technology is being developed. That's how quickly like the human programming of like, oh, this is how I should be like in order to not, not stand out. Like kids in traditional school don't want to stand out. <laughs> it's not a good yeah. thing. Yeah. It's way what safer. Yeah, what do you think is contributing to that? I think a lot, just 
because we're so like privy to everyone's opinion now. Like, even if you're not someone who posts on social media, you see people who post on social media and you see comments that are said to those people that are post on social media. And so it's just the self-conscious like atmosphere, like a societal thing, I feel like everything. Because I've I was listening to um some video the other day and they were talking about like a 15-year-old having lip fillers. Or this one girl was showing her sister's like age-defying kit and she was like 13. It's like, yo, what in the world? <laughs> like, where was what's going on? Why are we here? Like, why, why is it already like that? Uh, things are changing, Heidi. Like, these kids are seeing things at a quicker, faster, like constant rate of new information continuously pumped into them, continuously pumped into. Them. And nobody really helps them process through it. Nobody really sits them down and say, oh, okay, well, what did you? What did you watch on TikTok? What were those 152 videos you watched on TikTok today? Let's talk about them. <laughs> Let's talk about them. Because that's how much that, like, you know, like that sounds like a crazy number, but I guarantee you, like, that's probably the average. <laughs> you know, taking in so much information, so many opinions, so many thoughts, so many ideologies, so many different narratives. Just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for me. And I'm 40. So I could just imagine, you know, it being a lot for someone's 12, someone's 15. That's a lot, especially yeah. when you don't have someone walking you through it or talking to you. And that's what, you know, I talk a lot about with homeschool your kids. It's not about taking your children out of traditional school and feeling like you got to be the end all be all. It's about talking to your kids and understanding that you are a part of their educational journey, no matter the school setting, like they need you. Like parents have to understand that they're needed because that was something that I saw a lack of when I was teaching. And yes, I taught high school to end out, but middle school also, lack of parental involvement was really big. You didn't really hear or see from a lot of the parents unless their children were in trouble. And that shouldn't be the case. Like there should always be a teacher-parent um, bond. There should, the, parent, the kids should always know, hey, my my parent likes this teacher or my parent talks to this teacher like there's respect being shown between the two and they it's all because of the betterment of me like they're they're working together this is my team that I have you know administration teacher parent that's a team that should be a team seen as a team to that child but that's not the case there's there's a gap there's <laughs> a gap in all all levels. And so that's why I'm really big on the homeschool your kids because parents have to step back in and understand like your voice is needed, especially if you haven't taught your child how to advocate for themselves yet. You have to continue that. You definitely have to. Don't just send them out there in them trenches. I'm telling you, in the public schools, hallways is real. <laughs> like, they're real. I'm not that yeah. far removed, okay? Still traumatized myself. So please understand <laughs> And things are real and no child should have to go through those days by themselves. No child should have to deal with or process all this information that's being kicked to them by themselves. Yeah. Well, how has your family life changed since you started homeschooling? Because, I mean, personally, I feel like that was one of the biggest things that impacted me when my oldest son went to two years of school and that was basically because I had an infant, like a newborn and toddler twins when I decided, okay, I'm going to have to do this homeschool thing. 
And I, I was like, I, I wasn't ready. I, I, that's one of the biggest mistakes I feel I made in homeschooling was waiting those two years. But I literally in the morning, it's like, rush, 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 everybody get in the car. You know, yeah. and then just for you still be late to wherever you're going. <laughs> yeah. Never be on and time. Then, yeah. And then it's like, okay, somehow carry, carry a, a newborn, make sure these like two-year-old twins don't run off in opposite directions and get lost in all of this, these school kids and get my five-year-old to the right classroom. Cause of course they wanted, it was a private school, you know, cause yeah. And you got to walk um, out of the school, I mean the class. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Finally, I think by the end, they were like, okay, Heidi, we'll figure it out. Just put, send them in the right door. Right. <laughs> I see me with all these kids back here. Like, don't make me, because <laughs> I'm going to let them twins all loose on y'all one day. <laughs> Just let them exactly. Go. <laughs> y'all figure exactly. it out. <laughs> but then I'd get the three other ones home and down for a nap, you know, the baby down for a nap. And then it's like, Oh no, I was like, I have to wake up the baby, you know, to get back and pick him back up. And then he'd come home and he'd be all tired and cranky and everything. And once I started homeschooling, you know, I was just like, whoa, you know, <laughs> angels on high coming down, you know, it was just so much easier. It was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I start this earlier? Right. But that was my experience. What was yours? Not quite similar because I didn't have the, the twins and the, the newborn. But I did when I was teaching. I was never on time. And I promise you, I use my kids as an excuse all the time. Like, yo, I got two kids. <laughs> Don't expect to see me. Like, I beat the kids here. As long as I beat the students to my door, then y'all should pop by me every day, okay? Because I'm here. But, yes, like you said, the running around, the time. My biggest thing was the time that was spent because when I had my first, she was a planned child and I spent the first, like her, almost her first two years, it was just me and her, like me and her every day. Like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Let's do this. And then I stopped because I started teaching in my own classroom and I had about a good three hours, four hours a day with her four hours max because you know you get off basically almost four o'clock go pick her up and we got home and then we have about three hours before it's time for me to lay her down so it was literally I used to say in the faculty meetings like okay like you know coming back from summer break like okay time for me to ignore my children pay attention to other people kids like that was the big thing for me because it was something I recognized very early on, like, yo, I really don't get any time with my child. Like, <laughs> I do not get any time with my time with my child. I have all the time now with them. And you know, some days it's beautiful. <laughs> some days it's like, oh shucks. Where can I drop y'all off at? But no, it's beautiful. <laughs> Our relationship's amazing. And I, I really wouldn't change it. Like that's I call them that's gang. That's my gang. They they ride for everything that I'm down for. And like you my oldest did two years in public school. She did kindergarten and first. And she still talks about some of those times. But when I tell you she's the biggest advocate for homeschool, like she is my walking billboard. She will recruit somebody in a minute. Like let her talk to a park kid. Hey, <laughs> mom, did you bring your cards? Their parents going to homeschool them. Like, she hasn't even talked to their parents. She's <laughs> like, yeah, no, nah, they're going to be homeschooled now. It's like so matter of factly, like. 
but they love it. They love it. That which makes me very appreciative of all of this. Like, cause I know this is a gift and this is way bigger than what I could even think about. This is very revolutionary and I love it. I'm a first generation homeschooler. Like it's not, you know, no model that I was able to see or, or know about before stepping and jumping head first into this, but it's freedom. I it really is. And that's why I'm like, I'm trying to free other people. Come on, my people. Come yeah. on, get free. Because it is it's a different energy. It definitely is. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. It the bond, the relationship, just knowing that, that you know, you're their go-to and they respect what you're saying. And you see it as a partnership, not a like an ownership of me telling them, oh, well, you need to do this, this, and this. It's like them telling me and being involved in what they want to learn and telling me what they're interested in, what they, what kind of visions they have about their future, what they want to do. I love you. I love you. I I do too. And to hear them talk about too, Heidi, they be talking about homeschooling their kids. Like, oh yeah, because I'm homeschooling my kids. And then like, it makes them into their little play, you know, when they've been playing with their dolls and stuff. I'm like, yeah, because we're homeschooled. Like, you know, I love that. <laughs> it, it, it is nice. I know. I mean, I have five boys and, mm. and my, my oldest is going to be turning 30. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's hard to, hard to realize. But anyway, but he already, he's like, yeah, I want to find someone who can homeschool my kids, yes. you know, our kids. And, and I've told him not to lead with that when he's dating. Just know, once you have them, they're yours. You at home yes. with them every day. Yeah, no, you that can, may be can, a deal breaker you, for somebody. <laughs> yeah, just let them kind of bleed up to that. Don't don't lead with that. But 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 yeah, but it's it is something. I, I just to give you kind of a vision of you know I have these older kids and then my youngest is is 17 and we still every week even though my kids are scattered across the country every week we have a family call nice. where we we all get on and we catch up with each other you know my my daughter-in-law she's on there too she wants to hear what everybody's doing and she you know she loves that and I'm just so grateful for that and I know it would have been different if we hadn't spent that time together learning. I know as a homeschool mom, I mean, even though I have graduate degrees, I mean, more than one, and I learned so much more homeschooling my kids than I ever did in a classroom, in a traditional classroom. Doesn't matter at what level, I learned so much more. And yeah, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about it. It's kind of a byproduct, but it's, it's something that it would be really cool if people would, em- would embrace that because I really feel like, you know, here we are trying to give um, our kids, you know, recognize the genius in each one of our kids, which I think is, you know, yeah, we got to do that, but recognizing the genius within us too. Yes, Heidi. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think about how, like, just how much the public school system dictates in your world. Like, it really creates everything for you. Just overall standards of what's normal, what's not normal, what's irregular, the holidays you're supposed to celebrate, things you're supposed to believe in, not believe in. Think like it's just so much dictated in that school system that is it's really hindering to 
you being you, <laughs> you know, you being you. And I think a lot of people forget that. I I look at the my girls' relationship, and I I do wonder like if they were in public school, would they be as close as they are? Like my girls, like they go hard for each other, and I love that. Like it, we know, hey, we don't do that catty stuff. Like we're not about to do that. That no, that's your best friend. Like that's your first, 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 first best friend. Know that. And they're so funny because they always be talking. Well, what would I do without you? And I'll be sitting here rotting in. Like, don't first of all, <laughs> don't don't do that because that means like you're saying you wouldn't be having fun with me. But yeah, no, they they're each other's support, and I love that. I love for them to show other sisters that other siblings that it's like, no, nah, I don't talk about my sister. No, I love my sister. Like you know, I, like that little bratty. Like I don't know how it's created. I feel like mostly television um, programs like kids to think that they're not supposed to be cool with their sibling, but it's like a like an unseen little force that be telling people, oh no, don't be cool with your sister or your brother. Like, no, you're not supposed to like them, especially if they're younger than you. They're ill, they're in the way. Like, nah. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to live by that standard. So it's just like you're creating a lot, your own reality. I heard that, had that said to me yesterday. You're creating your own reality. You're not living in the reality of what is programmed to be reality when it's really not at all close to it. So, I feel like homeschool opens that for you to, you know, be the writer of your story. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Being the writer of your story and helping your kids write their story. Yes. Yes. And that is so powerful. Yes, ma'am. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big yeah. deal. And I love, I love people who are creating resources for families. I love people who are just stepping out. Cause like you said, like, this wasn't something that was talked about in like on a norm. Like nobody sat around and talked about homeschooling. Like, what? okay, I knew there was homeschool kids, but mainly, I guess a lot of, with me growing up, there was a lot of visuals of homeschoolers being just Christian, mainly white families that two-parent households, like these were like kind of the stipulations that seemed to accompany homeschooling. It's like, if you don't fit that dynamic, then what are you doing? Is it really even called homeschooling if you do it? So being and entering into the homeschool world and just seeing the diversity, just the mass, the various like people that are in this community is beautiful. Like every, any and everybody can do this. You really can. You just have to decide. Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, Jay, we're, we're just about out of time, but I know that you have these expos going on and I'd love for you to tell us the dates and where I'm people sorry. can find more information. <laughs> yes. So the Homeschool Your Kids Expo is a traveling expo. This is our second year um, at it. And we're really excited because the first one jumps off next week, actually, January 27th in St. Louis. Very, very excited about that one because we partner with National School Choice Week for that expo. And they are, you know, big on highlighting choices, 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 and letting parents know, like, hey, you don't feel like traditional school works for you, then bam, look into charter schools, look into micro schools, look into homeschool, look into private school, whatever it is, just understand that you have the choice to make that choice for your family. So that one's really exciting. We have one in Miami, April 20th, 
um, Hampton Roads, Virginia, May 4th, Baltimore, Maryland, May 25th, Brooklyn, New York, June 1st, Philadelphia, June 15th, Columbus, Ohio, June 29th, Charleston, West Virginia. That was like thrown in there, but that's July 13th. I've never been to West Virginia. Memphis, Tennessee, July 27th. And then we end back home in Phoenix, Arizona, August 3rd. So awesome. And those are filled with resources, community, and support. So that is awesome. I'm looking forward to joining you in Phoenix on August. Yes. August yes, 3rd. That's yes. going to be fun. That is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, Jay, thank you so much for all that you are doing for the homeschooling community and really spreading the word about the freedom of homeschooling and everything that it can be. And your voice is so needed because really, I mean, homeschooling is it needs to be out there. It needs to be out there more because the way you witnessed it in the public school system, I mean, it's going to be the homeschoolers that saved the world. And so we need more of us out there. Yes, ma'am. I was just telling my friend, like, I love the fact that my girls already at seven and 10, I know when they get older, that their go-to will be like, as far as healing their body and stuff will be more of black seed oil, elderberry, ginger, drinking ginger root tea. Like, I feel like that's the remedy for everything. Oh, oh, your stomach hurts. Let's drink some tea. <laughs> but just knowing, I said, because I grew up on NyQuil, Benadryl, <laughs> like, all these different medications. And that was my go-to. So just knowing, like, you know, that's already a, a generational cycle that I, I've broken. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, it is exciting. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. It's so nice having you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. And I look forward to seeing you in Phoenix. It's going to be fun. Yes. Homeschool your kids. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.